0: Our reading, gospel reading this morning is indeed from St. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and can be found on page 1899 of your Pew Bible. John records In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. but born of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one that I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God But the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Uh, (laughs) ancient historian names kind of tickle the inter-13-year-old in me. It causes me to kind of giggle. Because their names are, well, they're funny. They're, they are to me. And, um, well, anyway, if you've heard them, you know, in modern terms, modern ears, you know, we just don't, we don't know anyone by that name. So, for example, <laughs> there were names like Cornelius Tacitus or Gaius Suetonius Tranquillus or Flavius Josephus and so on. However, if you, were to, if you were to study their works, you would find a tremendous amount of proof that there really was a man named Jesus of Nazareth. And despite the funny names, you would learn that this Jesus was a rabbi who was very popular in Galilee but he was hated by the ruling class in Jerusalem. You would learn that the ruling class eventually used their political clout to get this man executed on a Roman cross by Pontius Pilate. And any scholar of ancient Middle Eastern history would readily admit that the evidence is overwhelming that there really was a man who fits the biblical description of Jesus. The evidence concerning the man, Jesus of Nazareth, is uncontrovertible. However, believing in Jesus as a man, as you know, is not enough There's a whole lot more. In the hallelujah verse that we sang before reading the gospel this morning, we sang it's part of a verse from the gospel of John. John chapter 6, verses 60 through 69. And, And that section of John reads like this. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, he said to them, Do you take offense at this? Do you take offense of my word? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. And the Scripture puts in brackets here, parentheses, For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And then it continues, Jesus said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. And after this, many of his disciples turned back and they no longer walked with him. And so Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him this, and you're familiar with this, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know That you are the Holy One of God. That's why we sing that. That's what the reference is. Now, many people in John's day and today are quite ready to accept the human Jesus. But they also need to know that Jesus was not just a man, but that he is God. God in flesh, God in blood. And trusting in Jesus as both God and man is part of the foundation of the faith that brings eternal life. Today's gospel from John makes it very clear. It makes it very clear that the baby who lies in the manger is no ordinary child. This baby is both God and man. And John's gospel begins with the same words that begin the first book of Moses. In the beginning. With these words, John's gospel takes us back before time. He takes us back into eternity before the creation of time or space. He takes us to an existence of God and nothing else. In the beginning was the Word. Back in the beginning, God is there, and the Word is there. And if only God is there, then the Word must be God. And that is exactly what our Gospel reading says to us today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This little sentence says something that we can't, we just can't completely understand. It is something that we can know only by faith. In eternity, when God is all that there is, the Word is there, Because the Word is God. And as strange and wonderful as that opening sentence is, today's gospel goes on. It goes on to show us another way that this Word is God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And these words teach us that the Word was active. The Word was active in God's work of creation, but they do more than that. In all things were created through the Word. Then the Word cannot be one of the created things. If the Word is not created, then the Word must be God. For only God exists without being created. Tell that to your LDS friends. The gospel then continues. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The verse tells us that every living thing receives its life from the word, This word is the source of life. And more than life, this word is the source of light. And later on, our gospel tells us that this light is the light that enlightens everyone. This light is the light of reason. It is the light of intellect. The light by which we understand things, that we develop art and other skills. We receive all of this from the Word. And so today's gospel introduces us to the Word. The Word is God in eternity. He is God in creation. He is God in life. He is God of thought. Our gospel really wants us to understand that this Word is God. Okay, so who is this Word? Well, I'll tell you. Today's Gospel tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here we learn that the Word came to live with us, and that John and his companions saw the Word in all of his glory. And this Word is the only Son from the Father. And the whole rest of the Gospel of John is about the Word. By the time that we read the whole Gospel according to John, we discover that the Word, the Word is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit inspired John to make it very clear to us That Jesus really is God. It is not enough for us to say that Jesus is born and that Mary laid him in a manger. The Gospel of John wants us to understand that this baby is not just a man-child. The Gospel of John wants us to understand that this baby is God. When we look into the manger, we are looking at God, that this baby is our creator and Lord. It is important that we understand that Jesus is not just a baby lying in the manger, that Christmas is not just an excuse to decorate our houses and to spend lots of money. Christmas is about a warrior a warrior stepping onto the battlefield. This is about God taking on human flesh in order to battle the devil and to save us from our sins. This warrior who defeats sin, death, and the devil begins the battle with his perfect life. Since God considers life to begin at conception. That means that the warrior's life must be perfect from conception to the grave. And the Holy Spirit inspired King David to write this in Psalm 51:5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We are already sinners. Even in our mother's womb, a mere human baby is already lost and condemned at birth. Only a baby who is both God and man can live a perfect life from conception to the grave. This is one reason the warrior who rescues us must be God. And after the warrior lives a perfect life, he must offer up that life for the sins of the world. The Holy Spirit inspired the sons of Korah to write this in Psalm 49, 7 through 9. It's recorded that truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life. For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. From this verse we learn that even if a man could live a perfect life, the only person he would save would be himself. He could not ransom even one other person. Only a warrior who is both God and man Can ransom another. And the warrior must be man in order to offer his life. And he must be God in order for that life to be a sufficient ransom for all people. Jesus, whose birthday we celebrate on this day, is the only one who can be the warrior who saves us from sin because Jesus is God he is the word who was with god the father in the beginning and jesus is man conceived by the holy spirit and born of the virgin mary and only jesus is both god and man and only jesus is our savior and on this day we remember the manger we remember that god came to this earth as one of us in order to do battle with sin, death, and the devil. And we remember that that baby in the manger, the one who looks so helpless, is already at war. And that baby is preparing a perfect life that he will give to us with his suffering and his death on the cross. And that baby is the one who will rise from, the, from death to prepare a way to heaven for us. And the great comfort of Christmas, it flows. It flows from the great mystery of a helpless baby laying in a, in a manger who is at the same time the Lord and Master of all It is in that mystery that lies God's plan to rescue us from the devil, the world, and in our own sinful nature. Jesus is the eternal Word who dwells with us in flesh and blood. He is the Word incarnate, and those who trust in the eternal Word made of flesh, will lose their guilt and they will gain everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, amen.